You're listening to Spark Hustle Flow, the podcast that teaches money pros to launch, grow, and yes, even scale your virtual financial service business. And I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and get started. Welcome to episode 23 of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. This week, we're starting a brand new series where we're focusing on social media and the role it plays in helping you get seen, connect with your audience, and convert leads into clients. We've got a lot of amazing content for you over the next few weeks, so be sure to subscribe so you get all the downloads as soon as they're available. Okay? Okay. My guest on this week's show is Sandra DeFreitas. Sandra is a community expert who helps entrepreneurs grow, engage, and monetize their Facebook groups. She has been a part of six and seven-figure launches and been an online entrepreneur for 16 years. She is known for her awesome sense of humor, her love of coffee, and her compassion for entrepreneurs. Sandra is serious about helping you create the type of community around you that will create a steady stream of leads into your sales process. Now, I met Sandra when I participated in Stu McLaren's program Tribe a couple of years ago. At that time, she actually ran the Tribe Facebook community. I was able to experience her expertise firsthand as I watched her keep us engaged and excited about being a part of the group. Fast forward a few years, and we ran across each other again in a different program. And Sandra still injecting her amazing vibes and positive energy throughout this community as well. So I just had to invite her to become a guest on the podcast. We had such a great time talking about how to strategically use Facebook groups as a part of your connection and conversion strategy, if you should consider creating a Facebook group or not, and if you do, how to show up and show out consistently. Like I said, it was a great chat, and I know you're going to learn a lot by listening in. So I'll let you get to it. Here's my conversation with Sandra DeFreitas, the one about using Facebook groups to nurture your audience. Hey, Sandra, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing great. I am so excited to talk to you today. You have no idea. I'm so excited to talk to you. I saw it on my calendar. I was like, yes, today is the day. This is going to be so awesome. So uh, we are talking all things Facebook groups or Facebook communities, as I love to call them today. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we jump in, do me a favor and just tell us a little bit more about yourself. I shared some information with our audience and our listeners um, in our intro, but give it to us from your own, in your own words. Tell us about Sandra. Yeah. So um, goodness me, I, you know, when I was leaving high school, I was like, I'm going to be a psychologist. And um, I just like how things work. Right. So it was like, I liked how the figuring out how the brain worked. And then, um, and I was also, the other thing was like computer science. And I remember the librarian saying to me, those are two very opposite things, but I can see how you like them because they're how things work, right? Great. So I go to university and then I realized how much reading was involved in psychology. And I went, 
and I, I am not a reader. That's when I made it very clear to myself, I'm not a reader. So I switched to computer science and I was one of very few women in computer science at the time. Uh, things have changed, which is lovely to see. And um, then I worked in corporate. I was extremely bored, um, you know, working on, it was supply chain software or some other kind of enterprise software, blah, blah. I was so bored. And I felt like my, and I was traveling a lot, which I love to travel. I love to accumulate the points and everything, but it was taking a, t a toll on my body. Like I was 23 with like shoulder and back issues. Like it was bad. So, um, I started thinking, I want a new career. I need to like, I want to work from home. This like commuting to work is like not my thing. <laughs> I just want to work <laughs> from home and like have my social life on the weekends. So I started looking into life coaching and that's when I joined um, a mastermind for coaches. But that's when I fell in love with internet marketing. So I went to this two day workshop on for this one coach and he was talking about internet marketing. I'm like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I love it. So back in 2005, I started a business. It was called Tech Coach for Coaches, and I was helping coaches with their internet marketing. From there, I wrote a book called Does This Blog Site Make My Wallet Look Fat? It was a book about WordPress. Um, I did three editions of that because things update quite quickly. And then I um, started working for another team doing... Um, membership stuff. So I had done, I uh, built a lot of memberships for clients. I built my own memberships, had my own memberships. Um, so they asked me to come on and on that project, they wanted to create a, I, I, they came up to me and they said, you know, what if we did a Facebook group for this particular launch of this membership site course? And I said, you know, I totally think we should do a Facebook group. This one of your friends did it and he got like 803 people. And then this other friend of yours got 640 people. And I think we can beat 803. Knowing very well, the person I was speaking to was very competitive. So, and mm -hmm. I'm competitive. I'm like, and I love numbers. So I'm like, let's get to those numbers. So we opened up a Facebook group within... I think we opened it August 18. By the time September 1st rolled around, so just about two weeks, we had 2,800 people in it. Wow. It was highly, and 500 people joined overnight. It was insane. So we, um, we had, it was highly engaged. People were loving it. I had them go live. So Facebook Live had just come out. So we went live and did questions. And then people started saying, oh, um, you know, who bought the course because I'll see you in the paid Facebook group. And we're like, uh, paid Facebook group. <laughs> huh. And so I was only supposed to stick around for three weeks that got extended another four months while we did the fa paid Facebook group. And I was the one who took care of everything because there was no one else available to do it. It was a startup mm -hmm. and I loved it. And I really saw the power of community and, um, people going through an experience together. So everyone went through the experience of the course, asking questions, going through uh, things, seeing each other's wins, helping each other when they were down. It was, the whole thing was exciting to me. Um, so I was supposed to stay for three weeks. I ended up staying for over two years. I then coached their high-end coaching program, um, consulted on membership sites, on launches, on the tech, et cetera. I wore many hats. Uh, when I left in 2018, 
uh, created my own Facebook group and everyone kept saying to me, well, can you teach us what you did for that other program? And I went, well, like, doesn't everybody know how to do this? Like, you know, when you're mm -hmm. so natural at something, it doesn't feel like a thing. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I was like, okay, I went into it. I'm like, whatever, I don't think anyone's gonna buy this stuff. Well, here we are, you know, two and a half years later and it's become a bus another business of mine. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, and all that time I had a marketing agency and I ran that and now I've got this business as well. So it's been quite a ride. So I help people uh, build their free groups nurture them, uh, engage them, grow them, monetize them. And then I also help people with their paid groups to ensure a high retention, um, a great client experience, get people to involved in the course, asking questions, implementing um, my own course itself. I don't have the stat, but I have so many people actually completing the entire course mm -hmm. while the course is running because of the the steps and the things that I put in to get them to implement. That is so incredible. And it was your genius because my first question this morning was actually going to be, you know, why Facebook groups and how you really got started. So let me make sure that I understand when you were working in the, with that membership team, mm -hmm. was that your first experience personally yes. working with the Facebook group of building a Facebook group out? Yeah, I think I created a Facebook group for like hobbies, something that never really took off or maybe I had a, like a family Facebook group. But like we're talking like, you know, tops 20 people. That was my very first experience with a Facebook group. Wow. And I, and and I looked at it like this. It was like, I know how to throw a party in real life. Mm -hmm. How can I take those concepts and put it into the, into the online community? So I used to have birthday parties in the con my condo party room. I had them from 2002 to 2006. So five years, two, three, four, five, six, an average of 120 people each time. Whoa. In yeah. the condo, in the, in the community room. room downstairs. Yeah. Wow. And, and so you just took those concepts and kind of overlaid them into like what would make a, a, a great party online in a yeah. Facebook community. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And so, all right, let me just, let's, let's get to the, the, the things that I hear all the time about Facebook groups these days. And, and you can help me dispel those myths yeah. because obviously somebody's successful with Facebook groups, right? But I often hear from people that Facebook groups are dead. Like, mm. should I close my Facebook group? Should I even consider starting one? Talk to me about like, where's that coming from that Facebook groups are dead? And they, so they're not dead. I'm just pulling up a stat here. Um, last year, so February to May, 2020, Facebook group membership grew by 3.3 times. Wow. Right. 1.8 billion people use Facebook groups. So there, there's a lot, there are people using Facebook groups right now. The people are saying they're dead or they aren't working um, because it may not have worked for them. It is, you know, when you're first starting a Facebook group and there is like you and one other member, it feels daunting, right? Like, how am I going to get to 500 or a thousand? But here's the thing. You don't need 500 or a thousand to get a business going. 
I launched my membership in my group. I had 280 people in my group. I had 97 people join my membership. Mm. So you don't need giant numbers. You need the relation, the quality of the relationships in there and the quality of the connections and the quality of how much you uh, show up and connect with them and appear and see them, right? So many of us have bought from people and we didn't feel that connection and then we regret it. And now people are buying and they want to go into community to see, does this person have the values and ethics that I have? Do they support the causes I support? Will they protect me? Those, they want to see those things. And then they want to ask people who have bought from them as well. And the best place for them to do that is in that person's free community. And so, right. <laughs> okay. I so saw I'm shaking. You guys can't see me, but I'm, I'm like totally nodding my head in agreement. So my question then is, and, and keeping in mind that our listenership is made up mainly of money pros. So people who are mm -hmm. in the finance space who are building businesses virtually. Um, so bookkeepers, CPAs, tax pros, all of those folks. Mm -hmm. um, when is the best time when you say people who have purchased from them, right? When is the best time for someone to consider opening their first Facebook community? Or from and and I'm asking that from a, the stage that they are in their business. So if yeah. I'm brand new to business, um, or within the first few, let's say first few months, and I'm still picking up my my first couple of clients, mm -hmm. is that the right time for me to actually think about starting a Facebook community? It, so there's multiple different ways of of building your audience, right? You could do a podcast. You could do. Um, you could do interviews on podcasts, you could do an email newsletter, et cetera, right? One of those ways is to create a Facebook group because if you name it correctly, you could actually use Facebook's SEO. So Facebook search to have your group be up in the search when people specifically looking for that community or looking for that topic comes up too when Facebook searches. Facebook will also um, suggest your Facebook group. Um, so let's look at it this way. Facebook, what are they, what is their number one way of making money? Ads. Mm -hmm. If they didn't have people using Facebook, they have no one to sell ads to, and they have no one to show ads to. So how do they get people onto Facebook? So there's pages, there are profiles, but the groups is where their bread and butter is because when people are in groups, they tend to stay on Facebook longer. They mm -hmm. tend to engage more. They tend to connect because they feel it's more private and they feel like, I don't know about you, but I, I belong to a, a ton of Facebook groups. So there's my business Facebook groups. There's my hobby Facebook groups that I like to be in. And I know when I go into like a business Facebook group, they're going to know when I use terms like funnels, mm -hmm. if I go into my, you know, hobby Facebook group and use the word funnel, people would think that I'm trying to do something in the kitchen with funnels and liquids and blah, blah, blah. Like they just, you know, it's like you go to a family mm -hmm. event and nobody knows what you mean when you talk about a business funnel. They're, they look at you a little weird. So you could use a Facebook group to start building your audience. So um, some of my clients will create a Facebook group. So I'll give you an example. Um, Andrea Cleveland, she's out of New York. She works with women of color who have had mm -hmm. trauma. Mm -hmm. Before she started working with me, she had just started a Facebook group. She had 283 people. We started working. So she had just opened it a month before. 
Um, my program is about three months. So by the end of the three months, she did what we call a member drive. So it's where you enroll your, your members to then bring on friends that would be a great fit for the community. So you have to be specific about who it's for and who it's not for, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want the wrong people and you want the right people in. And um, she gave prizes. So like for every one person that you brought in, you got like a point. If you shared it somewhere else, you got like two points if you, whatever. So mm-hmm. she had over 780 people invited into her group. So her group went from about under 300 to 1100 in that time. Wow. So in a way, you know, she <laughs> really built it. Now, was she absolutely from scratch? No, but this part of her business was was newer. And she then sold out her, she sold out her virtual retreat last summer. And this was so funny. She created these boxes, right, with like goodies. And so she had a video of everyone packing up the boxes. Mm-hmm. purple like indigo color tissue and then people went nuts they're like how do I get a box how do I get in she's like what do I do I'm like you open up another hundred seats or however many boxes you can so she completely sold on her event just from her Facebook group that's awesome and I think that that's what I would love for my audience to to hear and to understand is that the the purpose behind your Facebook group is to not only cultivate your community, but also to sell your services, to make your offers to people who are primed and ready to to buy from you, right? I've been in Facebook groups where the, the admins or the moderators, you never see anyone selling anything in the Facebook group. And then I've been in others where it, they're selling every day and, you know, take it or leave it, like it or don't, you know, they're really utilizing. And, and these are not huge. These are not huge 10,000, 30,000 mm-hmm. member Facebook groups. I'm talking, you know, maybe a thousand or even less than that Facebook groups where they're they're selling happening every single day and they make no bones about it. When you come in and you look at the description, they tell you, you know, we're here to support you. We're here to create community with you. We're here to, like you were saying, really protect you and to connect Mm -hmm. with you, but we're also here to provide a service. So we're going to make offers to you on a regular basis And we make no apologies for that. Right. And so I, that's the message that I want to get out to people is that when you're building your community, you're not just building it to support them for free forever. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not some forever free, you know, place for everybody to just come and hang out and have a cup of coffee. It's not the water cooler. It is a place for where you can sell your services. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, you can sell services like, you know, accounting and, you know, uh, bookkeeping, etc. You can sell done for you packages, you can sell training, you can sell memberships, courses, consulting, a full day support with you, whatever. Um, I actually bought so I joined a membership last year in November. And within a week, she put out an invitation to do Voxer coaching. Mm-hmm. So I would have her as my boxer coach Monday to Thursday. It was a thousand dollars a month. And I was like, damn, I love the opportunity to work with her. So I took her up on it. 
I had been in that membership <laughs> one mm-hmm. week, one but week. it was what I needed. And I, you know, I felt this connection with her and I went for it. Um, so it's really amazing what you can sell from a Facebook group. I have seen people sell even products from a Facebook group, right? So demonstrations or they start uh, creating paintings. So I know someone who will do a choose your own adventure painting and then sell it off. And so the people in her Facebook live, she'll be like, do I use yellow or do I use orange? And then the most votes she used yellow. Should I paint a house or should I paint a horse? And then whatever one wins. And so the community is contributing to this like painting and then she sells it back to the community. I love it. I love it. I think. <laughs> I, I love it. And I, I have um, a contact, a, a colleague that she sells crystals mm-hmm. and she educates people on the benefits of using crystals in their lives. And um, she will do Facebook live streams in her Facebook group and, you know, talk about the crystals and she's selling the product as she's, as she's yeah. doing it. And so, and, and it's like, um, it's the best thing ever to watch. It's, she's, it's amazing. So yeah, so I definitely want people to realize that, um, you know, Facebook groups are, are not just kind of for hanging out. It is, it, that's a big part of it. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you want to build that community and establish, you know, those relationships, but it's also for, uh, you know, selling your services and making your offers on a regular, consistent basis. And so let me ask you this. So for those of us, maybe, who, have had challenges with their Facebook group. They've started a Facebook group. It's, it hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. Is it, do you typically recommend just like burn it down and start over from scratch? <laughs> or do you recommend, listen, let's retrench right. and figure out what's not working and maybe do some sort of, I'm going to go all accounting on you right now, do some sort of root cause analysis and, you know, throw away the bad and keep the good and and oh go for and move forward. You make me laugh. Um, for, for like, <laughs> I um, had to. <laughs> for a few months back in like grade 10, I was like, I want to be an accountant. And I fully looked into it and everything. So I don't know that term, but I can figure out what that means quite easily. So, so the answer kind of is, um, it depends. And here's where you can, everyone can kind of self-select which one, which answers the one for them. If that group is filled with friends and family who joined to, to help you boost the numbers in the group and they're not interacting, burn it down. Mm. If it's filled with people who you do want to work with, they are potential clients, then you can re, uh, re-engage that group, start doing... The thing about groups is if you want to re-engage the group or you want to grow the group, you have to have something exclusive happening in the group. So Mm -hmm. whether you run a challenge or you do a free training or you do, you know, um, other kind of like events in the group, Facebook lives, et cetera, that will re-engage the people that are in it. And then now you'll have a reason to go on your Facebook page, on your Facebook profile, on Instagram, in your reels, et cetera, to like bring people into that group because there's a timeline now. There's a, a scarcity, not scarcity. That's not really the word, but there's an event, right? So there's mm-hmm. like an extra push to join the group, you know, join the group by Monday because Monday we start our, you know, 
detox your accounting challenge or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. That came out of but nowhere. there's a carrot that you can dangle yeah. in front of them and, you know, they'll be like, I was going to say something terrible, but you know, it's like driving a horse to water, like sort of thing, you know? Um, and, and they're just ready to lap it up from you, but you've got to have something that they're really interested in. Um, and, and, and I would go as far to say is because here's what I used to see in Facebook groups all the time was, um, the daily, <laughs> the daily threads that were like the same every single week or, you know, so this is the Monday thread, the Tuesday thread kind of thing. Oh. And it's, it's, yeah. it's talk to me Tuesday and manifesting Monday and, you know, what we do on Wednesday. Like it was, it was that sort of thing. And so I don't see that as much in groups anymore. Um, my assumption is that that's old and tired and really like the old way of, of really engaging your group. But yeah. I love the idea of having something that people realize that like, sort of like you said, it's, it's, it, this is the only place I can get it. It's exclusive, not necessarily scarcity, but it's exclusive to the group. Mm-hmm. This is the way that you get to work with me before you get to work, really work yeah. with me. And, yeah. And, and yeah, so I love that. I love that. Awesome. So this is going great. But what we do on every episode is we take a little bit of a break and we do a rapid fire, this or that, or what's your favorites. And today we're doing this or that. Yay. Yay. You ready? I'm so excited. I feel like I'm on a game show. Okay. Awesome. And so for you guys who are listening, for you folks who are listening, um, I haven't shared any of these questions. It's going to be really quick. We're not going to explain anything. We're just going to um, do the, give her answers. All right. So ready, set, yes. let's go. All right. Beach or mountains? Beach. Solo work or co-work? Mm, solo work. Okay. Blue jeans or yoga pants? Um, both, but yoga pants. <laughs> Coffee or hot chocolate? Coffee. Don't even need the other one. <laughs> Netflix movies or Netflix series? Series. Dogs, cats, or other? Dogs. Friday nights or Sunday mornings? Oh, Friday night. Tacos or pizza? Mm, Pizza, but both. (laughs) (laughs) There's always a but both. At least one, but both. Team Apple or team Android? Uh, Android. I forgive you. Snowball fight or water balloon fight? Oh, snowball fight. I'm Canadian. Uh, you're Canadian. <laughs> Yay, you did it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we love to do those. Just I really have, like, quick. I have the practice of like forming the right snowball, the right kind of snow. I have that. I think I've, that's, yeah, more practice with that than water balloon fight. Yeah, yeah. That whole uh, water to like snow, like frozen consistency. The ratio. Exactly. Our dollar store has like a snowball maker. So it just looks like a, like a scissor, but on the end, it's like two cups that come together. But my high school, so we had a high school that was like a, a boy's school and a girl's school that merged and then became so big. We had portables. We had like, we probably had like, 10 portables okay everything was a portable even the gym was we had two gym portables wow between classes we would have snowball fights and when it was raining because you had to go outside to switch class when it was raining we'd actually like kick the rain to each other oh my gosh yeah so i have a lot of practice with the snow 
<laughs> we have a lot in common. Um, we were talking during the pre-chat about some things, and I know you mentioned that um, that you what your what your faith is, and <laughs> it sounds like when you talk about boys' schools and girls' schools, that yeah. was it a faith-based school. Yeah, so it was a yeah okay. it was a Catholic high school, and they were they were sec. By the time I got there, they joined everyone. Yeah, and it wasn't sec- It wasn't that way anymore. It was actually the property was owned by a bunch of priests who then sold it for like a zillion dollars to make uh-huh. condoms. So wow, we were the last we were the last uh, grade out of there. That's so interesting that you say that because this is we digress, you guys. Hang just hang in for a second. But it's so interesting that you say that because I went to an all girls high school, uh, but it was a public school, and the all boys, like our brother school, was right down the street. But when when I was in first grade through eighth grade here in the states, I went to parochial school. So I went to Catholic, Catholic diocese school um, for for those eight years. And when I was about to go to high school. Our choice was um, these schools that were, uh, they were, they weren't co-ed, but they were boys and girls. So one side of the school would be all boys and one side of the school would be all girls. And there was like this door in between with this window. So I guess the teachers and the nuns and stuff could go through, (laughs) but like you couldn't, oh my gosh, God forbid that you ever were seen like talking to the boys or on the wrong side and all of that kind of stuff. So you just, you just brought back a great memory. (laughs) This property was so big that there was like one building on way one side on a different street and the other property on the other. I mean, they, you could walk in between them, but there was no door. There was no set door. That is funny. I was like, how, like you guys are like killing us here. It's like you right there, but look, <laughs> you, you better not even think about you like talking to each other. Don't go like there. just look through the window. <laughs> That's as far as you go. Okay. All right. Thanks for like bearing with me on that. I digress. <laughs> so, all right, let's, let's get back to the topic at hand. So um, what would, what would you say is like one of your best pieces of advice to grow your group? And, and do you advise people to grow your group quickly or steadily? Like what's better? So I feel like there's like, I prefer steadily because if you're starting out, you want to like, you don't want, everyone thinks that I'm going to start a Facebook group and it's just going to suck up all my time. Like it's going to be thousands of people and it's going to suck up all my time. First of all, put, put limits like 15 minutes a day to be in your group. Right. But I prefer to grow it steadily because as people are coming in and you're getting to know them, it's important that you remember, you know, either names and faces or a little bit about some people like make those connections. Um, And when you get to know them steadily, you also know what they need. And one of the questions I ask when people come into my groups is like, what is your biggest problem when it comes to fill in the blank? So when it comes to Facebook groups, so I know, I have like a list of what people are asking for. No, mm-hmm. normally it's just engagement. So that's why everything I do is around engagement. But because I got to know them individually or as they were coming in and I'm reading all the answers, I have been able to build the group the way that it ought to be. You know, so I, I it's what they need and what they want. When you grow it too quickly, Um, you know, let's say like when our uh, first group I created, it was like zero to 2,800, but my sole focus during that time was the Facebook group and supporting Mm -hmm. people as they came in. And that was 
I'll tell you, it was exhausting. I mean, I basically napped for three days after that because it was exhausting. Wow. Um, like I loved it, but I put everything into it. So grow it steadily, get to know people. And then you'll find that when you do an event, like a challenge, like I ran a challenge last summer, I grew my group by 740 people. Mm -hmm. I'll do another event challenge, you know, another 500, whatever. So when you grow these groups or grow these, um, put these challenges in or put these exclusive events in your group, that's when more people come in. So start steadily, but you can also put in one of those events to get to know people and to put in, give them value right away. Once you get to 500, it'll be easier to get to a thousand. Once you get to a thousand, it'll be easier to get to 2000. So you don't need to rush it. Just be, be ready for it. You also want to make sure the right people are in there too. You know, like having aunt Martha in there is not going to help you. Exactly. Because, because aunt Martha is going to say something that's embarrassing and be like, I'm so proud of you. You're doing it. You're like, oh my gosh, not today, aunt Martha. I remember when I changed your diapers and (laughs) tell your family I'll be there on Friday for dinner. Don't wear those pants I don't like. Like I never did like that color on you or whatever. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. just send me a text message, right? All right, awesome. So I love that you were saying when you invite people in or as people come into the group, you ask them questions. And Facebook gives you the option of asking, you know, the three questions mm-hmm. and which kind of you know, forces you to be very strategic and specific yeah. about what it is that that you're doing. And so the the three questions that, or two of the three questions that I ask when people come into my group are, um, what are they having a challenge with in terms of building their bookkeeping business? Because that's Mm -hmm. specifically my ideal client. And um, so very similar to what you said. And then I also ask, um, I let them know that I give discounts and offers and different things like that to people who are on my email list. And so I ask for their email address and you would not believe how many people actually share their email address with me in those questions um, in, in their answers. And so that I'm also building my email list in the yeah. meantime. And so I love that. And so you guys, our, our listeners, remember, ask the question, what are you struggling with the most when it comes to bookkeeping or accounting or taxes um, and use those answers to those questions to help you develop your content um, Mm -hmm. as you're talking with your uh, talking with your group members so I love that okay just a few more questions and then I'll let you run because I know you've got a bunch of stuff to do today so do you ever recommend that people because we were talking about this a little bit earlier do you recommend that people run Facebook ads to grow their groups so I recommend that you run Facebook ads to something that then points them to the group, right? So if okay. you have a freebie, that freebie, then, you know, they sign up for it. The next page says, hey, come join our group to ask your questions. And the next email says, hey, make sure to um, join our group. When you run it directly to join your group, I think that the, the rate, the success rate of that is lower. So anytime I have a challenge, a launch, a freebie, a paid thing, et cetera, they are all pointing to my group. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it. that that's better, right? Like you're giving them value and then saying to them, hey, like if you have any questions about this, come and join our group. And and what up, you know, in the group, we also do free training and we've got this and we've got that and we've got challenges coming up or, you know, a summit, whatever it might be. 
And so that allows you to really double down on that value that you're giving, right? From, from the early onset. I love that. That is a great, great tip. And so you, we talked about how you're the, the group that you were, the membership team that you were working with, you built that first Facebook group. It grew to like 2,800 people. And that was really like your first experience. And you were the manager, like you, that mm-hmm. was your sole focus. And so my final, like, technical kind of Facebook community question for you today is, um, is that your recommendation to utilize a community manager from the beginning? Um, or, you know, is it okay to try and build your group on your own? Like, it is okay to grow your group on your own. And I, I work with a lot of solopreneurs. So they don't, they might not have the budget for it to hire someone yet. But also, I like, I like when entrepreneurs will know what's involved in a task before they um, delegate it because then you know what to expect, what can and cannot be done. You'll know how to appreciate it. You'll know how to hire for it. You know, we, we hire for skill, we fire on personality. And I think, especially when it comes to a community manager, they have to be supportive, willing to service people and be empathetic too. I mean, I've seen mm-hmm. some groups where their community manager was not empathetic and like that group went down and their respect and the integrity and everything about that group just went down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People don't I- feel supported in your group They're, or, or protected. Why would they stay? Exactly. And I'll tell you, you, what you said is so on point about really understanding what it takes and what, mm-hmm. what all is involved or, or, or most of what's really involved in, in doing this is so important. I learned that lesson many, many moons ago when I first started in leadership and in corporate, mm-hmm. I was actually um, running restaurants and and I, I will never forget the owner of the restaurant came in one day and I was on the back line and I was actually making the product. And mm-hmm he pulled me to the side and I was a pretty new location manager at that point in time. And he pulled me to the side and he said, let me share something with you. And he said, I want you to just stand back on this wall and I want you to just watch what's happening in the restaurant, in the kitchen. And and he said, and the lesson that I want you to take away is that you can do more. This was, this is the way he explained it. He said, you can do more with one finger than you can with both hands. He said, and that is, the case because when you're working when you're in it and you're the leader you can't see everything else Mm -hmm. that's going on around you and so it is so much better for you to be um not in the background but really kind of over overseeing everything right than it is for you to be in it um and so he said well i understand that if you're not willing to do all of the things that you have, all of your staff members do, that that's a good, you know, you have to be able to do that and understand what it takes. He said, but I also want you to really understand, you know, be able to see what's going on and understand it. And so that was just like the best mm. piece of advice um, that that I'd ever gotten in, in, in terms of leadership and management. And I think it really connects to what you were just saying. You really want to understand everything that's happening um, and what it takes to get that job done. And sometimes it's like, you know, we want to spend days and days and days doing something, but you do it for enough to, to really get it and then pass it on to someone Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Yeah, Hopefully like, that kind of brought that. Yeah. 
when you start doing tasks that like, you're like, you're dreading it. Like I can't, oh God, or you're putting it off. That's when you know you got to delegate it. It's Mm -hmm. time to delegate. Uh, Or, you know, just before a big launch of something or your big event in your group, bring someone on, even if it's just part-time, you know, you know, an hour a week, let's say, or two hours a week, you, you know, most people can afford that. Um, But yeah, now that you know what you need, you know what to hire for and what to look for. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been so awesome. I've learned so much from you today, even from my own group that um, I- I'll be trying to really start to implement this summer. So um, thank you so much. Now, before I let you go, mm-hmm. never can forget, let's talk about how we can work with you. I think that you mentioned that you have a gift or an offer mm-hmm. uh, for our listeners, right? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so I have a free mini course called Facebook Groups 101. Um, What it does is it steps you through planning for your group. Even if you have a group, it's a great one to go through. It'll help you avoid getting Aunt Martha and all the friends and family in your group. Um, And it'll help you kind of market your group as well. It'll help you name or rename your group. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier about using the Facebook SEO to make that happen. Um, And then you can watch over my shoulder as I create a Facebook group for a client and see exactly the steps that I take while I create it. So um, you can get that at engagegroups.com slash groups 101. I love it. Engagegroups.com slash groups 101. And folks will share that. Be sure to share that all in the show notes. So double check uh, the show notes after you finish listening to this episode. But I definitely would get my hands on that really quickly um, because building a community around your service, around your offers is going to really help you grow uh, to those levels, especially to my bookkeepers who are listening um, to the, you know, to the multiple six figure level that we talk about growing to all the time. So be sure to check the show notes for that. Sandra, where can we find you online? Where do you hang out most? Well, I hang out most (laughs) on Facebook, um, in my Facebook group, Groups for Entrepreneurs with Sandra DeFreitas. If you look up Groups for Entrepreneurs with Sandra, you should be able to find it, you know. There's no, you know, you don't have to figure out how to spell my last name, (laughs) Uh, but that's mostly where I am. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll definitely connect with you and your Facebook group, grab your, the free offer that you have, and maybe even work with you in some of your courses or your programs that you have. This has been so awesome, Sandra. Thank you. I have really enjoyed talking to you. I have really enjoyed talking to you. You made it really, you made it really cool. This has been really cool. So thanks so much for hanging out with us. And you guys, as always, remember, be proactive, be productive and be profitable. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. Ciao for now. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, rate and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other money pros just like you find the show and learn too. And if you want to hear more from me, follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels and subscribe to my newsletter at sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter to get regular updates on what's happening in my world, weekly business development tips, and personal lessons I'm learning that can help you too. Again, that's sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter. That's it for this week. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. See you next week.